Hi, and welcome to this episode of Modern Health with Dr. J. Today, I'm going to cover yet another sensitive topic, but a very important one at that. Why you should deal with your anxiety before getting pregnant. If you are feeling anxious just hearing the title, that probably means that you should listen to it. Not only am I going to tell you the importance of dealing with your anxiety prior to pregnancy, but I'm also going to give you the three most effective tools that have worked for me and my patients to help them deal with their anxiety. Now, if you are a pregnant lady listening to this episode and you struggle from anxiety, please turn it off, reach out for some help, and get some support. Remember that my goal is to empower ambitious women in their fertility journey, and that means educating you, ambitious woman, about what you need to know to prevent any issues going into pregnancy. And while sometimes we have to look under the hood and we may not like what we see, that doesn't mean we shouldn't look. It means we should take a deep breath, ground ourselves, and dive in. So let's go. All right, so before I give you the three reasons as to why you should deal with your anxiety, I'm going to give you a little bit of a backstory. So I was what I now call a closeted anxious person. What does that mean? Well, I didn't think I have anxiety until about three years ago, which is very recent. I had a roommate that was anxious. I had a ton of other friends around me that would describe themselves as anxious, and I just couldn't relate. I always said, not me, I'm not anxious, I don't really get anxious. My mom is an anxious woman and a super control freak, but not me. And so what I didn't realize is that anxiety comes in different shapes and forms and how one person experiences anxiety and how it manifests in your body is different for everyone. And what was happening to me is I was meeting people who didn't experience anxiety in the same way I did. I, you know, I didn't get shaky or nervous or doubted myself when I felt anxious. So basically it felt like, oh, that's what anxiety is like. That must not be me. But what happened to me is I worked when I got anxious and I would work so hard that I would burn out. And I didn't know why I would do that. And I would keep getting frustrated with myself for burning out and why am I getting stuck in these patterns? But the truth is I couldn't sit still. So I would occupy myself with projects, tasks, outings, events, workouts, you name it. And so what I realized is that when I started to make time to sit still, I could feel the worry and the concern come up, the doubt of not doing enough, not being enough. And that was really hard to sit with. So when I finally realized that, oh, this is what anxiety is, it was like slap in the face and a rude awakening. I was super anxious. I was just a high-functioning anxious person. I didn't eat at me. I just, I couldn't stop moving. So the point here is that in our day and age, I think most women suffer with some sort of anxiety. We worry about what's to come. We worry about our appearance. If we're being a good partner, a good friend, a good employee, a good daughter, a good mother. Then you add the stress of the modern day and age, the stress of the pandemic, the economy, you name it. It's hard to keep your feet on the ground. So with this podcast, my goal is to teach you some of the reasons that you may be experiencing anxiety outside of the daily stresses that I just listed, and more importantly, what to do about it. So first of all, having feelings of anxiety is normal. It is a normal part of the human experience. It is when you no longer feel you're in control of those feelings and they overcome you or you can't slow down, then it becomes a problem. Second of all, I want you to know that this information is, I, 
I know that there are doctors who are brushing off your feeling, your feelings. Like, it's fine. Take the antidepressants. Take the anxiolytics. It won't affect your baby. It's totally safe. You don't need to worry about it. Everybody's anxious nowadays. And those are the same women who have come into my office three months postpartum postpartum, and haven't stopped crying since the day that their baby was born because they are overwhelmed. They are depressed. They thought motherhood would be this magical thing. And when they saw their baby, all of their worries would melt away. Wrong. You are super depleted post-labor. You don't sleep. You barely get enough food. You're figuring out a whole new skill of how to breastfeed and take care of your baby. And you're isolated. Those are all recipes for a disaster. And that is why I want to teach you about this so you can prevent this from happening. So if you find yourself feeling anxious from time to time or all of the time, I hope you have the courage to listen and to to implement the things that I'm going to recommend. Last thing before I jump into the material is if you are in medication, please don't just go off it. Make sure you are talking to a healthcare professional that will help you wean off the appropriate time. Okay. So what are the three reasons that you should deal with your anxiety and some of the possible causes of that anxiety? Number one, your anxiety will only get worse with pregnancy. And here's why. Pregnancy is a stressful time. The first trimester is the worst. It's probably arguably one of the most stressful time for a female and, you know, the couple. Not only are you sick, but you tend not to talk about the pregnancy to anyone because of the worry that you may lose the baby which is a very real worry. And then there are a lot of doctor's appointments and tests that are anxiety-inducing. For example, the first trimester screening, all of the ultrasounds, the blood tests. It's a lot. And probably the most amount of time you will go to the doctor as a young female. There are also huge hormonal shifts in the pregnancy, which is an extra stress on the body. Like it's physically extra stressful on the body to have all of those hormones rage through your system. So if you are already prone to feeling stressed slash anxious, you are likely to feel the shifts of the hormones even more. Okay, so sometimes you are anxious about getting pregnant and you think once I get pregnant, I will be fine. But the truth is pregnancy is just the beginning and it's very rare. It's very, very, very rare. In fact, I have not seen it in my office where a woman feels more relaxed during the pregnancy, especially not your first pregnancy. So so as your mind tries to talk you out of dealing with your anxiety before pregnancy, just notice this uh, and know that it's probably time to deal with your anxiety and not downplay it and pretend that it's not that bad. The number two reason, and this is a really important reason as to why you need to deal with anxiety before pregnancy, is that you may actually have underlying health conditions that are causing an imbalance in your neurotransmitters. So when you feel anxious, your serotonin and dopamine levels are out of whack. These these neurotransmitters help to regulate your mood and keep you cool, calm, and collected. So when these neurotransmitters are out of whack, you feel the opposite. You feel anxious, you feel overwhelmed, jittery, moody, snappy, you name it. And so the number one reason that these guys will be out of whack, the neurotransmitters, is poor gut health. 80% of our serotonin is made in the gut. So if your gut isn't working well, you're bloated, you're gassy, you have loose stools, constipated heartburn, history of antibiotic use, these are all signs of poor gut function. Not only does it mean you're not producing serotonin, but you're also not absorbing the nutrients that you need, which means your body doesn't have enough 
of the nutrients to build the serotonin and the dopamine. And then even things like low iron or low B12 levels can cause you to feel more anxious. And both of these nutrients that I just named, the B12 and the iron, are critical to getting pregnant, maintaining the pregnancy, and then having energy and vitality throughout the pregnancy. Remember, the end goal is not the pregnancy. The end goal is to have a healthy baby and a healthy child. All right, the reason number three, we need to deal with our anxiety before getting pregnant. When you are anxious, you are in overdrive. It's like pressing the pedal to the metal in your car. Your brain is firing at a thousand miles a minute. You can't sit still, so you're probably over-exercising, overworking, just overdoing it, despite the fact that your system is tired and needs a rest. I like to call this tired but wired. It's like you're stuck in fight or flight, and so you're pumping out cortisol. That's your stress hormone. You're burning through your resources and just getting more and more depleted which of course results in hormone imbalances. High cortisol can swing to low cortisol, low progesterone, lack of ovulation, blood sugar dysregulation, thyroid issues, and the list goes on. And of course, the more depleted you are, the harder it will be to get pregnant. And uh, if your progesterone levels are low, you may have a hard time maintaining the pregnancy. You may be absolutely exhausted during your pregnancy or feel anxious and overwhelmed and have the baby come early because of hypertension or some other complication. And like I said, not to mention the postpartum period. So as you can see, it just spirals downward. The takeaway here is that there is a lot of crossover between why you should deal with the anxiety and what is causing the anxiety. And I want to talk about my approach. The three things that made a really big shift for me and continues to make a really big shift for all of my patients is number one, stop identifying with the anxiety. You are not anxiety. You feel anxiety. It is an emotion. It is not who you are. In the training world, I always used to say, you have muscles, you are not your muscles. You have fat, but you are not your fat. So having that shift in perspective really helped me to stop identifying with my anxiety. Oh, there's anxiety present here versus I am anxious. If you catch yourself describing yourself as anxious all of the time, I challenge you to catch yourself and reframe it. I'm experiencing anxiety or there's some anxiety here versus I'm anxious. This is very challenging because you're reframing and making new pathways in your brain as to how you need to think about anxiety. But the more you stop identifying with it, the more you're going to, the less you're going to attach your worth to feeling anxious. So number one is stop identifying with the anxiety. Number two is find the courage to sit still. So when you are anxious, It is very difficult to sit still. And when someone says, oh, I meditate for 10 or 20 or 40 minutes a day, that thought of sitting still might give you anxiety. So when you are anxious, it doesn't have to be a very long time at all. In fact, I recommend starting at one minute, then moving up to two minutes, and then three minutes, and so on. You can work your way up. But the point is, you want to sit still and ask yourself, what is underneath this anxiety? If I didn't feel anxious, what would I feel? And now the first thing that you may want to say, oh, I would feel so peaceful and I would be so calm. Wrong. I need you to go a little bit deeper. 
you wouldn't just feel peaceful and calm. There's another feeling that's underneath the anxiety. So anxiety is a superficial emotion. How you experience it is very, very real. Don't get me wrong. I'm not, I'm not taking that away from you. But anxiety is a feeling that we get that tells us that there's something else going on. And so if you take the time to sit still and ask yourself, what's underneath here? What is my body trying to tell me? And I'm telling you, you will be very surprised about what you will learn. So for me personally, when I sit down and I think about what is going on, why am I experiencing this anxiety? Why is this anxiety present here? And a lot of the times it was a fear of being unworthy, feeling like I wasn't good enough. So I had to keep going. Sometimes my anxiety is a fear that something bad will happen. So I try to work as hard as I can to prevent it. Sometimes my anxiety is just a sign that I'm overtired and overstimulated and I need to stop and relax, get a massage, get some sort of a treatment, whatever it is. So finding the courage to sit still and asking yourself what is underneath here is really, really powerful because again, anxiety is like your body talking to you and saying that something is off. So instead of thinking of it as this bad thing, think of it as your body guiding you as to what the next step should be for you. Maybe it's rest. Maybe it's connecting with a friend or a therapist to talk things through. Whatever it is, we need to start by having the courage to sit still and listen. And number three is get a health assessment and figure out the root cause of your anxiety. So what I teach my patients is that there are three layers to your health, right? There's physical, mental, and emotional. And they're all intertwined. When you experience something in the physical body, it's likely that there is something off in the mental or emotional body or both. And so when you feel something emotionally, we often experience it in our physical body. So we want to create this relationship with our physical, mental, and emotional body where they're all talking to one another. And there's this sense of flow as opposed to resistance and suppression. And the reason you want to get a full body health assessment and do it from an alternative healthcare provider like myself, not a medical doctor, okay? Again, their tools are medication. So if that's what you need, that's what you need. But medication should be used on an emergency basis and short term, not 5, 10, 15, 20 years without really addressing the root cause or giving you the tools that you need to help you deal with anxiety as it comes up in your everyday life. So As I said, in number two reasons that you need to deal with your anxiety is that you may actually have nutrient deficiencies that are causing you to feel out of balance. And there's no amount of journaling and there's no amount of therapy or meditation that you can do to fix your B12 deficiency or your iron deficiency or your poor gut function. Let me repeat that one more time. There is no amount of journaling, therapy, or meditation that you can do to fix your B12 deficiency or your iron deficiency or your poor gut function. That means you need to get a proper health assessment and optimize your nutrients, optimize your gut function, and understand, develop this new relationship with your anxiety and what is your anxiety trying to tell you about the direction that you need to move in your life. Maybe it means quitting a job or separating from a partner or ending a friendship or starting something new. Whatever it is, your anxiety is this thing that guides you. And 
when you're in tune with it and you give yourself the space to sit still with it and learn to trust it instead of avoid it and suppress it, it's going to serve you really well. And to my last point, when your body feels strong and vital and energized, you're going to be able to handle the stresses of life much better. And of course, the pregnancy will come easier, the pregnancy itself will be better, and then the baby will be um, a happier, more soothed baby. So if this resonates with you, you're getting and you're getting ready to start a family soon uh, in the next year or so, or maybe you've already started trying and haven't had any luck, and it sounds like something you would benefit from, I invite you to book a quick 15-minute discovery session with me using the link below uh, to see if we are the right fit and I can help you. Thank you again for listening. Please rate my podcast, share it with a friend. All of it helps me get my message out and helps me with my vision of helping you raise a healthy and informed generation of parents and kids. Until next time.